Fasting myth number one. A lot of people think fasting is only about food. Nope, that's a myth. Fasting is about recognizing that your actual needs are way less than the needs you feel. It's not about suffering. It's about gaining power and control over your cravings. It's not about giving up something completely. It's about being flexible and turning off the voices that aren't true. Let me teach you how. Go to fastthisway.com, go to my book, and I'll spend two weeks teaching you what's in the book. Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. This interview is part of our sexual health and wellness series scheduled surprisingly right around the day of romance. And we're going to be talking about electromagnetic fields and radiation exposure. And you could be saying, Dave, why would you talk about that during sexual health and wellness? And the reason for that goes back to the very first book I ever wrote called The Better Baby Book, where I reviewed good literature. It was published in 2011, so 10 years ago. Uh, and the five years prior to that was writing the book. I reviewed a lot of literature that looked at reproductive wellness and EMFs, and it became very clear that you don't want to have EMFs near your ovaries or your testes if you want to have healthy kids. And as a result of that, I stopped carrying my cell phone in my front pocket where I'd carried it forever, and I moved it down to my, uh, basically to a hip pocket like a, or a, a mid-thigh pocket uh, in cargo pants. Then I ran a whole body DEXA scan that looked at bone density and we found that that part of my right leg near the femur where my, my phone sits was 10% less dense than my left leg, which is my non-dominant leg. So we know that there's a mitochondrial EMF uh, interaction that's not positive. There's been several interviews about that. But this one, we're going to go specifically into what's going on with reproduction and wellness. And our guest today is Arthur Menard, who is the founder and CEO of Lambs, which is a company that makes clothing that blocks EMF, especially around reproductive organs. I'm actually wearing a Lambs t-shirt right now that has special fibers built in on it. So when we talk about biohacking, we talk about do less of what is harmful. EMFs are incredibly useful, but they also can cause problems. So like, how do we reduce the problem so we take less of a hit? And I think that there's, there's, great, there's great evidence behind this. We're going to go into the evidence and see how that appears around specifically our sexual organs. Arthur, welcome to the show. Dave, thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Well, I'm excited you're here too, because I mentioned that experiment uh, where it wasn't meant to be an experiment. I just didn't want cell phones radiating my junk. <laughs> so what I did is I went out and I tried to find uh, an EMF blocking fabric that I could sew into my pants because I couldn't buy anything. <laughs> now, one of the things that is a hallmark for me is I start companies that make things I can't buy. Right. That's why there's 40 years of Zen. That's why there's True Dark. They're not blue blockers. They're partial blue blockers and then more than blue blockers at night because you can't buy those, but they work. And even Bulletproof, you couldn't buy MCT and collagen and all that stuff. So you saved me from having to start a company that did this because the world <laughs> needed, we needed EMF blocking, especially undergarments. 
um, whether we're trying to reproduce or not, your testes make testosterone. It just seemed really important. So thank you for doing the work to do this because it, it wasn't that easy. And the stuff that I did was probably not that efficacious and certainly was a, a crappy job. So you actually have t-shirts that work better than normal t-shirts because, well, there's EMF blocking, plus they don't get BO because silver is antimicrobial. So thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, we essentially started the company coming from the, the same place as you did uh, without your experiment, but effectively looking at what was available when uh, uh, trying to protect ourselves from EMS and figuring out that there is nothing that that really works and uh, that we wanted to wear. And so we started lamps to scratch this, uh, this itch that we had and uh, it turned into something much, much bigger than we expected. The other reason I wanted you on the show was you have a master's degree in biology and a master's degree in engineering, uh, and it takes a certain level of knowledge to do something like, oh, let's just, you know, wrap tin foil on something, which is not at all the vibe <laughs> here. <laughs> so there, the, you, you can tell when, when you get like, oh, this is actually a pair of underwear that I would want to wear <laughs> versus like some weird thing. <laughs> I will admit for 20 years, every now and then I would try to buy something from Germany that was woefully expensive. And I'm like, how could anyone wear this? Like it, it's not, it's not viable. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. If you're watching the video on YouTube, it's just a normal looking t-shirt, but you flip it inside out. The inside is the silver color and it's got your technology embedded in it. And it means that EMFs don't get absorbed into my organs and it's just smart. <laughs> so like, yay, something that works, uh, which is it's cool. a better way than wrapping you in tinfoil for sure. That said, to be honest, the very, very first idea for a prototype was like, all right, well, we could put tin for it. Uh, <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be great, but uh, we know that physically we can, we can try something like this. And then, um, I mean, there is a whole story and we can get into it. <laughs> I did see one of your early prototypes that you guys sent me and I'm like, God, no thanks. Uh, but where, <laughs> where it is now, it just looks like clothes. And and it's one of those things where, okay, you eat a meal. It looks like a normal meal, but oh, it was made with the right fat. So I felt different afterwards. And the idea is how do you have more energy at the end of the day? So you you actually got mentioned in the Forbes 30 under 30 for starting lambs, uh, which, is, which is super cool. Um, did you think it would get to that level of success with an idea that's frankly, it's a little bit out there? I, I mean, did you <laughs> think it would catch on the way it did? No. Um I mean, the reason why we started Lens, as I said, was like scratching our own itch at the beginning. And um, frankly, we, we built the products for ourselves. And very quickly, we had people around us saying, well, that's awesome. If you manage to do it, I want some too. And we had one friend, then two friends, then 20 friends, then 40 friends asking for this. And that's when we realized, well, actually, the looks like the world needs that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and that's when we started actually um, working on lamps, not just as a product for ourselves, but as a product for, um, for the world and for people. And, um, and then when you start digging into how EMF damages your, um, your cells, how EMF uh, can cause long-term diseases, that's where you realize well, actually, we're working on something that is pretty freaking important here. And so it was 
awesome being recognized as uh, Forbes 30 under 30 for um, effectively working on, on, on NEMS and trying to change uh, what we're wearing every day so that we have a better living today and a better health tomorrow, um, because it meant that um, at least Forbes <laughs> uh, is recognizing that we're working on something very, very important for the world. And uh, that's what drives us to, uh, to, to get up every morning and, and make better, uh, better technology, better clothes, and, uh, and, and just better products overall for our customers. Your, your story reminds me a lot of, of the very early days of Bulletproof. I'm like, I really want to make these mold-free coffee beans that won't cause me to get you know, tired or cranky when I drink this coffee. And the market size for clean coffee was zero. It, it didn't really exist. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, maybe I can get 50 or 100 people interested and we'll just share the cost of lab testing and all this stuff. And it turns out it was more than just a few people who wanted it. And it just kind of grew and grew. Uh, because, well, it worked and because there was demand. But when you start a business where the market size is zero, it's really hard. You, you're not going to get investors uh, early on. You, you know, it, it's it's one of those things, well, no one's done that before th because there's no reason to do it. But there was a reason to do it, and you've shown that there is a market for it. But let's talk about the reason for doing it. Um, define the types of EMFs that we're dealing with, and then I want you uh, to, to share that with people, and then I want you to share the biological harm. But first, let's just talk about what are the flavors of EMFs we should pay attention to. Yeah, so I mean, probably you can start by defining EMFs for people, for listeners who might not know what it is. Um, so EMF stands for uh, electromagnetic field, um, which also is called uh, in in the the world of <laughs> regular people uh, might be referred to as radiation. Um, so radiation is energy that comes from a source and travels at the speed of light with wave-like properties and an electric and a magnetic field. So now that I've said this and geeked out on engineering uh, stuff, that doesn't ring a bell for anybody. Uh, so let me give you a, some concrete example of what EMS can be. So EMS vary based on the frequency that they have, which is uh, the number of waves that will pass through a fixed point per second. And if you go to the lower uh, frequencies, you'll find radio and TV waves. And then you'll progress into the microwaves, which are well, what your microwave works on, but also your cell phone, your Wi-Fi, uh, your Bluetooth. Um, then you get into visible light. That's right. So the sunlight right now is technically EMF. Uh, then UV, finally X-rays, and then uh, gamma rays and radioactive elements. Um, so... Everything that is above visible light has very, very high energy. It's called uh, ionizing radiation. And because the energy is so strong, it can knock out electrons from your DNA and from the water near your DNA um, in your nucleus, which when you knock out an electron, creates something called a free radical, which we can get into later, uh, and which damages your DNA. So... Um, that's why Chernobyl or like all the other um, radioactive elements are dangerous for your health because they actively damage your DNA. Um, the DMF that we're talking about here with Dave are uh, specifically microwaves. Um, and the reason why we are concerned about microwaves today is because you have two types of EMF. You have what's 
called the natural EMFs. And then, so like the sunlight, for instance, the Earth is naturally emitting very, very low frequency EMFs as well. Um, and then you have the man-made EMFs, which are pulsed radiation, and that the, is not found in nature. And so what studies have shown is that the body uh, reacts to man-made EMFs, whereas it, uh, it, it's, it's used to, it's adapted to uh, the natural EMFs that, that are present. Um, so what does this reaction mean? Um, and this is where it gets interesting. And, and, and this is where LEMS got started. <laughs> the, the reason why LEMS got started is because today there is over 30,000 uh, 30, studies showing that uh, EMF and especially microwaves can have an adverse effect on your health. 30,000 studies? Yeah, 30,000. So it, it's, uh, we can get into, into the whole, why haven't, high, why haven't people here, why don't people hear about this? Uh, but the science is there, and, um, and the science has been there for, for a long time now. I, I agree that the science is there. I'm also from Silicon Valley, where, heck, we invent half these EMFs, right? <laughs> <laughs> so most of my engineering friends are saying, Dave, these aren't heating the tissues enough to cause any harm. And you, know, you can use a microwave That's to right. cook yourself, which clearly is deadly. Um, but the, <laughs> the core assumption <laughs> behind what they're saying is uh, the only way these cause harm is by heating. And those 30,000 studies, how many of those approximately are just saying, oh, look, heating tissues with microwaves is bad? And how many of them are actually looking at other effects? I mean, close to none of them are looking at heating. And <laughs> the, the reason for this is because that's not what's concerning about EMFs. Um, and actually, exactly. today, the safety standards have been that have been set by the FCCs in the 90s, by the way, which is already something that is interesting, meaning in the 90s where you had the cell phone where if you were considered a heavy user, that's when you were using your cell phone two hours per month. Um, and so the safety standards were set based on how, uh, how much it heats your tissues, um, not based on, on oxidative stress, which is the real mechanism and we can get into it um right. of how emfs are impacting your body and um if if you want to know why you haven't heard about oxidative stress with emf and rather heating um let me get, just give you one number which i think is going to tell it say it all is um uh, the the telecommunication lobby the the wireless uh, lobby is spending about 100 million a year uh in lobbying um they're very, very active, um, and a lot of scientists and journalists have compared what's been happening with uh, EMFs with the tobacco back in the days, where it took 30 years yeah. between the moment the science was conclusive that tobacco causes cancer and the moment where um, we, the, the, the public started hearing about it and tobacco companies um, starting saying, all right, that's true. And also we kind of swept it in the other right. But anyways, so the mechanism of harm is... Well, hold is on a second. We got to go a little, a little deeper on that. You could look at the big telecommunications or at least the wireless equipment manufacturers as the next Monsanto, as the next big tobacco, right? Where there's growing evidence of harm, but they either look the other way or maybe they're suppressing it. It's hard to say. I, I had the opportunity 
uh, maybe four or five years ago, to ask the CTOs of three of the largest uh, computer and wireless companies on Earth. They're all on stage together at uh, Peter Diamandis' event, uh, Abundance. And I said, guys, um, this was in the context of VR. I said, you're mounting headsets on people's heads that have a Wi-Fi antenna and are shining bright blue light into people's eyes. Whose job is it to validate that this isn't doing bad things to our brains? <laughs> and they all genuinely looked at each other and they're like, it's not our job. Like we, we, we go with the safety standards, right? Like we, we meet all applicable standards. So we've done our job. And, and it wasn't like a malevolence or evil. These are smart, curious guys who want to perform well, but they've also all been taught only heating matters. We're not heating enough. Therefore problem solved. And yet someone out there has all done all of these studies, but it feels like the industry is rejecting the studies because they can't be real, even though they are real, right? Because you have these core assumptions. It's like, it's, it's splitting reality for them. And I agree with you. It, it, it is like big tobacco, but are you hopeful they're going to fix the problem or are we all going to be just like encased in lambs, you know, head to toe, whole body EMF condoms forever? <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll reply with uh, something with a different question, which is: Do you see yourself going back to not having a cell phone and to not I don't having? Go back. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to go back, and I think at the end of the day, the the problem uh, that we're having is not just the exposure, uh, because I mean, you know, like the exposure is there, like alcohol is bad and everyone knows this and a ton of people still drink alcohol um but it's the fact that not a lot of people know what the issue is and that there is an issue and that they should be mindful about how much how much exposure they have um and then is is our emfs gonna be disappear tomorrow i doubt it it's rather the opposite 5g is coming which is going to be a massive increase in exposure. Um, and, and the reason for this, again, is because EMFs have a very, very good side <laughs> of enabling us to do this interview right now, to enabling the Internet yeah. of Things, um, all the smart devices. I'm wearing my Aura ring right now. Um, and without EMFs, that, there you go, that, <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Um, so I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, I think, however that people are going to learn more and more about the adverse effects of EMFs over time. And unfortunately, a lot are going to regret not taking action sooner to shield themselves from EMFs. Just like uh, the, 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 with tobacco, a lot, of people could, a lot of people would have acted differently if they had mm -hmm. known how bad it was when the studies were already there. So I'm not... Um, blaming um the wireless companies for you know like uh, doing what they do i think actually they, they do an amazing job at at creating yeah. amazing technologies um however i think uh there should be a, a broader discussion with the public about hey there is thirty thousand studies showing adverse effects and very very clear adverse effects that we can get into as to like what the mechanisms of arm are and 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 whatnot like i think people deserve at least to know and um and and the lobbies are rather going the opposite way which is there are if you look at um the industry they've been funding a lot of studies that 
don't show any impact. And then if you look at independently funded uh, studies, they all show an impact. Um, And then what you hear in the media is the science is divided, but the science is actually not divided when you look at independent studies, which don't necessarily have a, um, a reason to have a result or another in order not to get the, uh, in order to get more funding, so not um, again, like not 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 putting the blame on that, but I think people deserve to know that uh, this can impact their health long term and and in a pretty pretty significant way. A lot of scientists out there are saying that this is bigger than tobacco when it comes to uh, impact. It's bigger than tobacco, and and it also goes deeper. Um, for years, uh, people have been studying why is Silicon Valley such a place of innovation. And they say, oh, there's lots of universities and, you know, there, there's all these reasons. But a book called The Secret History of Silicon Valley really opens up. It's one of the fascinating, most fascinating books I've read about this kind of thing. The reason Silicon Valley is what it is today is because in World War II, the Germans had radar and the Allies didn't. And they were kicking our asses. So the government, under secrecy, put billions of 1945 dollars <laughs> into creating wow. radar equipment in Silicon Valley in secrecy. And all of the people who did that work went on. In fact, it was done largely through a professor at Stanford. And a lot of them went on to create Fairchild Semiconductor. And so wireless it was actually at the heart of national defense. And that's what started what is now Silicon Valley was billions of dollars. And we are going to lose a world war if we don't do this right. And so that knowledge came out. And something that stands out to me um, in the context of just helping listeners understand this is real. Somewhere around 2005, I sat down in Mountain View, California with the guy who holds the first patent on 802.11 wireless, the first wireless that we all used. And he was a you know, grizzled engineer. You know, we call them gray beards in Silicon Valley. The guys who've been around for a while, they really know how it works. And he was talking to me because I was working on the first stick on heart rate monitor. And he said, if I just want to meet, I want to talk because I see what you're doing. And he turns his laptop around and goes, I took the million dollar antenna that we use to measure the fields for wireless. And I turned it around on my body and look at all this data. And he showed me a picture of his body with the strength of the EMFs coming off of his body. And he's all excited. He goes, I think there's got to be diagnostic info in here, but there's real data coming off the body and there's interactions and we don't know anything about it. Like the, the curiosity of a true inventor there. And, and I know that's real. And, and these, this, it, it's, it's how the body works. We're electrical, we're magnetic, we're chemical, we're light-based, we're all those things. And so pretending that that's not true seems harmful. And I'm hopeful that the work you're doing at LAMS and the work that those 30,000 research papers <laughs> are doing, it's not going to end wireless. It won't because wireless is too useful. What it is going to do, though, it it's going to... Once we acknowledge it's an issue, we can make wireless that's compatible with human biology. And that is a trillion dollar rewiring of the planet that will happen to the first company who does it. The problem is that all of the companies now, if they admit it's a problem at all, then they're opening themselves up to crazy liability. So there will be a new disruptive upstart that says, hey, look, you can have a wireless signal in your house that's actually good for you and carries data. And once that happens, it's going to be a very interesting world. And this is how disruption happens. So I'm hopeful that by saying, hey, guys, you should protect yourself from something that isn't going to kill you right away. It's just not good for you. It's like kale. Right? You know, kale won't kill you right now, but it's not good for you. But people are like, oh, I'll just you know, eat it with abandon. So 
I, I think the awareness part of what you're doing is awesome. And you've talked about the types of EMF, and we're not talking about eating uranium. <laughs> we're talking about uh, microwaves, basically. Now, the studies that I looked at looked at um, sperm. And sperm require huge amounts of mitochondrial energy. That's how they can swim, right? So they're an early indicator of your overall system's health, whether it's reactive oxygen species, free radicals, uh, or just a poor ability to make and store energy. So you can look at the strength of your swimmers and it's going to be a proxy for EMF exposure or toxin exposure because they both cause the same oxidative stress. Um, what, what does EMF do uh, for women? What are the risks? Uh, it's actually very similar to, uh, to men. So for women, I mean, I think first we should backpedal a little bit and, um, and kind of look at what the risks associated with EMFs are, um, because we just talked about fertility, um, and fertility is, is one of them, but the risks go broader. Um, there is risks of cancer, there are risks of leaky guts, uh, cardiovascular risks, and neurological disorders or neurodegenerative diseases. Um, and and so for women, the risk is very much the same as men. And uh, the studies have looked at the impact on oversights um, as well as the impact on hormones. And what we're seeing is, uh, yes, a lower fertility for women and a, and, and a lower quality oversights or even like just uh, destroyed oversights from exposure to, to EMFs. And, um, and I think what could be interesting is to look at uh, okay but why are emfs causing causing these issues because if i say it this way like yeah cardiovascular disease and also cancer and also fertility issues kind of sounds like well that's uh um the whole <laughs> the whole, whole issues of the world are linked to emf that's 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 not exactly why but the the, the reason for this is because emfs um are a source of oxidative stress, a very strong source of oxidative stress in your body. Um, like other, um, like actually eating, not eating well is another source of oxidative stress. Um, but EMS is a constant one that you can't really do much about. And, and so, um, so talk to me about what happens inside the cell and it's that that's driving Infertility, because infertility is one of the first things that goes biologically when your, your body goes haywire. So yeah, walk me through the cellular effects of this microwave radiation from devices. Yeah, I think that's going to really help like, frame the conversation afterwards. Um, so it all starts with calcium. Um, calcium is makes up about 2% of your body mass today. So it's, it's huge. And a lot of people have heard about calcium as making your bone and teeth. And that's true. Uh, but also calcium is a very, very important messenger signaling molecule in your body. And what's uh, important to know is that the vast majority of calcium is outside of your cells. Uh, so the concentration of calcium is 20,000 to 100,000 times higher outside of your cells than inside. And it's the movement of calcium between your cells that, um, that makes up this signaling um, effect. The way calcium moves from outside of your cell to inside of your cell is through something called voltage-gated uh, calcium um, channels, uh, which are um, 
little channels in your cells membranes uh, that activate or disactivate the transfer of calcium ions. Um, what research have shown is that when you're exposed to EMF, that activates those voltage-gated, everything, emphasis on the voltage, and again, like EMF is an electromagnetic field, uh, so it makes sense that they would get activated by this, um, and you have a huge influx of ions, of, cal of calcium ions, into your cells when exposed to EMFs. About a million uh, calcium ions per second uh, rushes into your cells, and what happens then is that this um, extra calcium ions cause an increase in what's called nitric oxide and superoxides. Um, both of these are free radicals that are not super harmful in themselves, but that combine into a molecule called um, peroxynitrate. And peroxynitrate today is one of the most harmful toxin that we know of um, for the human body. Um, and this uh, molecule effectively um, starts attacking important biological uh, molecules such as your cell membranes, um, your proteins, your mitochondria, and most importantly, your DNA. So it has a very long, the reason why it's so harmful is because it has a very long lifespan and can travel um, through membranes. So it will get into your nucleus, uh, it can move from cell to cell, and um, it will uh, turn into something called carbonate um, free radicals, which, as we said earlier in this interview, are little molecules which are missing an electron and that are very, very potent in stealing electrons. And by doing so, they damage the molecules next to them, which then become free radicals themselves because they're missing the electron that just got stolen, which is a chain reaction then. Um, to, to, to go back to, 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 to the explanation, peroxide nitrate um, is going to start attacking all those parts of your cells, including your DNA um, and your mitochondrial DNA as well. And then we have a natural um, path towards repairing DNA in our bodies, um, which uh, use up a lot of NDA+, which is one of the enzymes that are used to create ATP, NAD+. The energy. NAD+, yeah. Um, yeah, did I not NDA+. Plus. <laughs> hey, this is the business side of me. Um, <laughs> exactly. I, I was laughing because I signed an NDA this morning, non-disclosure agreement, but yeah. <laughs> uh, too many <laughs> too many letters. Um, the life of a CEO. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like there's the business hat and then there is the uh, uh, biology hat. Um, so by trying to repair those DNA damage, uh, what happens is that we're depleting our reserves for this enzyme uh, that is used to create ATP, which is the energy of our cells in our body. Um, and DNA damage plus lower ATP or uh, impossibility to create ATP means that our cells become senescent faster, meaning they die. Uh, faster. And this overall scheme that is happening in the cells um, is not only compounding, uh, as we said, free radicals create free radicals, and uh, that's the, the concept of oxidative stress, um, but also it can um, really damage tissues. And um, the cells that are most impacted are the cells which have a higher concentration of voltage-gated calcium um, channels. 
And the tissues that have those cells um, with the highest concentration are your heart, your brain, and your testicles. And there you have it. And ah, uh, you missed you, one. Did I miss one? Your gut. But, well, um, the testicles are relatively high. They're on par with the brain and heart. So I, my big headstrong book was about mitochondrial biology and how to make more energy in those. So I went really deep on this. And there's something that's really cool for the the theme of the podcast and you know sexual wellness uh, uh, kind of series. Well, the neurons in the brain, fifteen thousand mitochondria per cell. The, the muscle cells in the heart, 15,000 mitochondria. Most of the rest of the body is a few hundred to a few thousand. And in men, in the testes, you get about 15,000. But in women, in the ovaries, it's 100,000 mitochondria per cell. And that's important because the mitochondria, they don't just make energy the way we talked about. They're also the first-line sensors of the environment around us. So women have a very special ability in their ovaries because they're better able to sense the world around you. I believe it's so they can actually select the right egg for the world you live in to thrive the best because you have a billion eggs. What decides which one gets picked, right? Something decides, and it's got to be those mitochondria. But, okay, so women are probably more susceptible than men, except they're on the inside, so they're somewhat protected by tissues, whereas on guys, they're just kind of swinging in the wind, so maybe they're less protected, but they also have less mitochondria to take the hits. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Another key difference is that men uh, create sperm on a, effectively a daily basis. So it takes three months to uh, complete the cycle of uh, spermatogenesis. And whereas women um, have all of their oversights uh, from birth and they don't create any additional eggs. Uh, so oversights are the, uh, what turns into an egg um, uh, open uh, when ovulation starts. But so impact on by EMFs on those oversights is something that you can't repair whereas with men if you change a lot if you change your exposure um you can potentially go back to normal levels and we've seen this actually with um, people who started working with lens um and uh we did an interesting experiment where we have them measure their sperm count um as well as sperm quality um like motility um lifespan and uh, morphology correct morphology um, we measured all of this with uh, with uh, our, our early employees, and interestingly, uh, the sperm count doubled uh, three months after they started wearing lamps. Um, so y you can go back to those levels with women. It's like every damage that is done is like is is there to stay. Um, so 
that's uh, that's one more reason for women to be mindful of this and to um, li- try and limit their exposure as much as possible. When you talk about limiting exposure, there's stuff that that I'm guessing you recommend, certainly stuff I've talked about for the entire 10 years of blogging about this. Turn off your Wi-Fi at night. Put your phone in airplane mode. Don't put it right next to your reproductive organs or your liver or any of your other organs. Don't carry it in your chest pocket. Don't stick it in your bra. You know, Kind of keep it away from the juicy bits uh, would, would be really good advice. Um, so those are easy things to do. Uh, are there other protective things other than wearing lambs, obviously, uh, where, where you do this? <laughs> Um, that the people can do, or is that pretty much it? Corded headset is another one. Uh, um, try and take your calls um, either with a corded headset, or there you go, um, or uh, put it on uh, on speaker mode um, is another option. Um, for Wi-Fi at night, a really cool trick is just to either program your box to shut off itself um, between the hours where you're sleeping. Or to get a programming plug, if your box can't allow you, uh, if your modem doesn't allow you to, to to program this into, or if you're not super tech savvy, um, a programming plug costs like twenty dollars, and uh, and then it will turn off your Wi-Fi at night every night for you without you doing anything, um, and just get the ha- into the habit of just take off your cell phone from your pocket and put it on the table when you get to the office or when you get to or when you get home. Don't don't carry it on you all the time. Um, and I think with this and obviously wearing lambs, uh, you're pretty much covered. The overall idea is you're, you can't, you're not going to be able to remove sources of EMFs in your life. And the, the reason for this is because, I mean, I have like 600 feet from me right now, there is a cell phone tower. Um, then my neighbors all have Wi-Fi uh, that, I, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm impacted by. And then all the cool stuff that I've got, I love Aura. Um, I love a lot of the um, devices that I'm using. They all work on Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and uh, and my cell phone is, is 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 a pretty important part of my life too. So um, that's that's. Uh, I think those small steps are allowing you to reduce tremendously already your exposure, um, and 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 then don't don't stress it too much either. Um, the uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, this is something you promote as well as like a better living today and better health tomorrow and not a uh, lock yourself in a basement today and uh, wait for your life to, <laughs> to yeah. go by. Um, you're, you're surprisingly sane about this, Arthur. I mean, there, there's people that are like, we live in a blue lit microwaved world and we're all going to die. And like, guys, <laughs> yeah, accessible light isn't good for you. Like I'd started, you know, one of the early companies that, that work on that problem. But you know what? If I go into a store without my special glasses on, I don't feel like I'm going to die, right? It, it's not a clear and present danger. It's one of those things that chips away at you. So you're like, oh yeah, I was near at Wi-Fi. I just, I took appropriate precautions. So I love my cell phone. I use it. Right now it's on a little device. I want to just post it in a blog post where I have wired ethernet going into my phone. It's on airplane mode and I can still use all of the stuff on the phone except for calling, right? So that's kind of cool, right? It, it didn't cost me anything. I needed a, a cradle to charge it anyway. Now my cradle gives it data and I just don't think about it. It was a one-time change. But do I think even a little bit when I use my phone? Oh my God, I'm going to, no, I don't. And so if you're listening to this, you're going, I'm, I'm freaked out about EMFs. No, you don't need to be freaked out about it. You don't need to be fearful. What you do want to do though, is say, oh, what could I do? So I just take a little bit less of that chipping away. And so that I'm more resilient. And most people 
they can handle a decent amount of Wi-Fi if their cells work well. But if you eat garbage, you don't sleep, uh, you don't take care of yourself, you have toxic metals, you have all kinds of things going on, you're going to be less resilient for EMFs. So your your idea, look, okay, when you're in a high EMF environment, wear lambs clothing and do a few things and just li- go on with life. I, I'm so grateful that you're not in the you know, in the, the, the far, the far out there conspiracy lands. Cause I, I think <laughs> Wi-Fi has done great things for us. No, it, it has. And, uh, it's something that it's a lot of the people who are very much anti-EMF when I say this, but like, I'm very much pro, uh, EMF in, in a sense, which is that I think, uh, technology is amazing and, um, I'm personally not willing to live without it. But that's, but at the same time, looking at the studies, the impact that it has on our body on a daily basis is very much real. And yeah. when we started LAMS, what we wanted to do was like, hey, what can we do so that we can keep on using all those technologies, but also completely remove this factor from impacting our health long term? And the reason I say long term is because a lot of the impact that EMF has takes 10 years plus to develop, especially when you look at cancer. Um, cancer is, is something that takes 10 to 40 years to develop from the start of your exposure. Um, so we can brush it away, uh, brush it off as being like, ah, I mean, it's fine. I don't feel anything like it's, I'm going to be fine. And just like, you know, like smoking, you, you, you don't have lung cancer straight away. Um, um, so, but then again, like if you take a few smokes uh, here and there, are you going to die from lung cancer? Probably not. So you shouldn't stress it out too much. Um, but if you're smoking every single day and not caring about it, then that's going to be bad. And I think that's the overall idea with EMF is like, if you carry your cell phone around you um, at all times, if you work in an office environment where there is 30 Wi-Fis that you can, or if you're in an office building, uh, if you're in a um, residential building with like twin neighbors, um, you're likely to be exposed to quite a lot of EMFs. Um, but instead of freaking out, what we decided to do was to create a solution and, um, cool. you know, like keep on living a normal life, a great life, um, not worrying about like, what are we going to die from? <laughs> Let, let's talk a little bit more about how blocking works. And you've got the, the wave stopper tech that I was like showing inside my shirt here. Um, how does it work? Yeah, so uh, I'll go back to the inception of the of the company. So effectively, to 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 give you like the the backstory that not a lot of people have heard, what happened is uh, I, as you said, I've got a background in biology, and I started a journey um, very similar to yours, although I didn't go to the extent that you went uh, when I was a teenager, which was about just trying to optimize my health a little bit more. Seeing people getting cancer, cardiovascular disease, and yeah. family or friends of family, and uh, realized that what I was doing today had a compounding effect on my life tomorrow uh, and my likelihood of developing those diseases. Um, and so that's how I started hearing about EMF and um, uh, discovered that EMF was a class 2B human carcinogen, um, just like uh, gasoline exhaust fumes, for instance. And uh, for me, that was really a haha moment. And um, the same day, went to dinner with friends and started polling people. Have you heard about EMFs? Yes. Um, do you know that you heard that it can be harmful? Most of them replied yes. And have you heard that you shouldn't be keeping your cell phone in your pocket? Yeah. Where is your cell phone right now? In my pocket. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 
<laughs> so that's uh, that was the moment where I was like, all right, we're not going to change that. And my cell phone was in my pocket as well. So I'm, I, I was not blaming them. Um, so I started looking into, okay, well, what can I do to block these EMFs? Turns out EMFs are the way your cell phone is communicating with the outside. So it's very, very hard to have a cell phone that works without EMFs. So the only thing we can do, we can't shield the phone, otherwise you have a phone that is effectively on airplane mode and without your device, it's not of much use. Um, so the only thing we can do is shield the body. And, um, and, so, and then I started looking into, well, what kind of physical principle can we use to uh, block EMFs? Um, and there is a one physical principle um, that is actually used in NASA spacesuits, and that's how we got the idea, uh, which is called a Faraday cage or electromagnetic shielding. And the way this works, it's very, very simple. Um, radiation, as we said previously, have a wavelength. Um, and um, because of the electromagnetic nature of uh, EMFs, they cannot penetrate a mesh of metallic fibers if the size of the holes of the mesh is smaller than the wavelength of the radiation. In normal terms, what that means <laughs> is try to go through a fence if the size of the holes of the fence is smaller than your head. You're not going to be able to make it. With mm -hmm. one canvet, though, the fence needs to be all around whatever you're trying to protect from you going inside. Otherwise, it's not much use. And this Faraday cage, I mean, the cage gives it away, uh, is the same principle. It needs to be an enclosed mesh um, of uh, metallic fibers um, to block radiation. That's what we did with the wave stopper technology. So we integrated um, a mesh, um, very uh, like a specially woven uh, mesh of silver fibers designed in order to... Uh, blocked radiation from the frequencies that we used uh, with microwaves today. And that's very important as well. It's like, it's not just like adding metallic fibers and you're good to go. It's like adding them with the right pattern so that you're effectively blocking the radiation. So you have and to tune the mesh to the type of EMF that you're blocking. That is right? correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which which then, makes a lot of sense. Okay. And then once you have this mesh um, that works, which frankly, was a big part of the development of the technology. Like, it took us a, a while to get to the results that we wanted, which was over 90%, 99% of uh, uh, EMF blocking. And right now, we're at 92 point, uh, 99.2 to 99.9, .9, depending on the frequency. Uh, once you have the mesh, um, we needed to put it all around the garments, and we did uh, quite a lot of experiments as well to make sure that we were effectively protecting the area that we're uh, that we're protecting. So if we were, for instance, taking a piece of underwear, uh, since we're on, on uh, sexual health right now for men, and we were putting our fabric just on the crotch area, that would not protect the testicles. Um, that would actually even potentially have the opposite effect. It's um, like a parabolic dish. You get the EMFs in and then just focus it right there. Okay. Yeah. So the only way we could do this is effectively put the uh, wave stopper fabric all around. And so what we did in order to make sure um, that we're, that the technology is working, because again, like when we sell protection um, to our customers, like when we're 
providing uh, peace of mind, we want to make sure that we're pro providing the right thing. Um, we tested the technology on what's called a human phantom, which is um, a mannequin equivalent of a human body from a physical and chemical perspective, meaning it reacts the same way as your human body does to EMF, and we're making sure that there is no interference from your body on the technology itself. And um, when we measure this, uh, what we're seeing is um, that we have a 99.9 uh, to 99.2 uh, reduction in uh, percent um, reduction in EMF when wearing lamps. Um, and that was for us the sweet spot of like, okay. Um, and then a lot of the additional work was, okay, how do we make this comfortable now? And, <laughs> and good looking and... Uh, and they they and look like normal underwear. They're, they're comfortable. And what, what I also appreciate is, okay, you've got silver fiber. The stuff is relatively expensive, but you're, they start at $29. So they're not, you know, they're not the, you know, tidy whitey. Oh, I have no idea how much the world's cheapest underwear are, but no one wants to wear those anyway. But they're, they're in line with a pair of boxer shorts. They're, they're not, you know, $150 for a pair of boxer shorts kind of thing. So I believe they're, they're within reach. And they also, um, have a side effect, the t-shirts especially, you just don't get body odor when you wear them. Uh, and it's because silver has an effect on bacteria. Talk about that. Yes, yeah, uh, silver ions um, effectively break down bacteria membranes and uh, the bacteria in your sweat is what causes the sweat to smell. Um, so it's a very, very cool side effect. And the other one, we talked about heating at the beginning, right? Um, about the heating effect of EMFs and how uh, none of these studies uh, focus on this because, in theory, um, it's low power enough to not impact you. That being said, the standards that have been set um, are based of a 5 to 15 millimeters spacing between the cell phone and your body, which in real life is rather up to 3 millimeters, uh, no less. Um, mm -hmm. So how harmful is the potential impact of heating to know and it hasn't really been studied what we know is that we're definitely not following the safety standards that are originally put in place um, but silver is also a uh, thermal conductor um, so it diffuses uh, heat so even if they were impact from the heat of your cell phone um, the silver in itself would diffuse this heat so that it's not focused on one uh, specific point which is right next to where your um, your cell phone is Interesting. It's like a heat sink for, for your whole body. I, I never thought of that, but it makes sense. Now, yep. you guys make um, the the boxer briefs, uh, which are definitely, I think, your your top thing. T-shirts. I'm actually really a big fan of the T-shirt. When I fly, you'll pretty much always see me uh, wearing one of your T-shirts. Um, you probably won't see me wearing the underwear, but that doesn't mean I'm not wearing them. <laughs> uh, and uh, you, you, things like hats, uh, which I don't actually wear that often uh, when I uh, when I travel, but I have one of them. Uh, and then uh, what I, I don't know, though, is I don't see underwear for women. Why is that? Uh, we do. So we recently oh, you do? launched okay. that. Yeah. That's a new thing. Um, All right. The, and the why, why do we just have it now versus before is uh, we're still a relatively small company. We're not like Nike with billions of dollars in the bank where if we create um, – a new line of products, we can have uh, uh, 20,000 variation of them. Um, we, we're, we're still a small company, so we're trying our best to 
you know, accommodate uh, the demands from our uh, customers. We started with men because, frankly, like we were guys <laughs> at the beginning starting the company. <laughs> okay, that was the most um, truthful answer I've ever heard. Um, it's I am not also, here to yet. <laughs> look at where the ovaries are. It's almost like a t-shirt is going to be more effective uh, for women. A t-shirt and underwear, but I mean, protecting the vagina is nice. Uh, but if you're looking to go after, you know, the the reproductive parts themselves, they're harder to protect because they're they're right in the middle for women compared to hanging out there for guys. So I, I think there is evidence that if one of a pair of partners was going to get EMF blocking underwear, probably the guy should get it first. But I think they both should have it. So we we actually designed the underwear so that it would um, when we tested specifically, we tested with like. Uh, DMF meter being where the ovaries are. And so we designed the underwear specifically so that it reduces the amount of um, radiation that you have in your uh, on your oocytes. Um, that was that was pretty tough. But um, and then the t-shirt obviously is is great to protect you. One of the biggest there are two types of cancers that have been uh, strongly linked with an increase of EMF. One of them is glioma, which is a rare type of brain cancer mm-hmm. um, that is very deadly as well. Um, and which frequencies have instantly doubled uh, in the UK since the launch of cell phones. So it might be uh, co- just correlation doesn't imply causation. But yeah. um, anyways, and the second type of cancer is breast cancer. Uh, that is very much demonstrated as well for, for women. So the T-shirt was uh, pretty What about bras? Well. You're, you're not doing that yet? I, I'm looking here. You've got the Faraday Cheeky Brief. So I, last time I looked, I didn't see those. So not exactly the sexiest pair of underwear for women I've ever seen, but at least they're, they're cheeky. And they look like they'd provide full coverage, which is part of the problem, right? But what about bras versus T-shirts? Like, like breast cancer is such a thing. It, it, it's coming. I mean, we we it's start with T-shirt on. because it it protects effectively everything, everything. right? Like uh, yeah, your heart, it's your breast, better. and your gut. So the way we design the products, uh, like we're very different from a traditional apparel brand, um, in the sense that I mean, number one, this is a very different value pro- proposition. Like we're uh, providing you with, um, like it's health and wellness, not uh, style. Even though like we try to make them pretty pretty stylish, but. Um, the way we designed our products originally was looking at what are the organs that are most impacted by EMS, and what can we wear on de- what can we replace that we already wear on a daily basis uh, in order to uh, protect these from EMF and uh, genitals, um, and then like your gut, your heart, um, and your breasts, and then finally your brain. Um, so we have hats and we have beanies for this too. Okay. Um, and that's how the original products came to, to be. But then um, if you happen to order uh, lambs, you'll receive an email from me um, shortly after your order, hopefully, um, which asks you like, hey, um, what else do you want from us? And um, that's something that we do quite often is I try to spend as much time as possible with our customers to understand um, what the needs are and um, what types of products are we not doing that they would uh, love to see in order to have more of a daily protection because um, lambs is, is intended to be a daily wear brand um, awesome. so that you yeah so that you can effectively live your daily life without without exposure well, you, you think about it you're going to wear underwear every day <laughs> so you might as well Most wear underwear would. that have an added benefit because you had to do it already and a lot of the best biohacks you're going to do something every day. You're going to drink your coffee, drink it in a certain way, and it does more for you. But it shouldn't be. It, it's an existing habit. And what would you recommend for people who like to go commando? 
<laughs> no one's ever asked you that before, have they? <laughs> nope. It's the first time. I uh, I don't have a smart answer to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, wear the t-shirt as a, as a robe. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, one of the things I've committed to, for years people have been saying, Dave, you, you know, tell us what you do. Uh, and then uh, I've been kind of like, let me just talk about the why and, and the what and all that. But uh, what I've started doing uh, in 2020 and 2021 is I'm like, all right, I'll talk about it. But then if I talk about it, you guys get a discount. You guys go to getlambs.com, G-E-T lambs, L-A-M-B-S, like little woolly lambs, uh, .com. Use code Dave20 and Arthur's going to give you 20% off, which is a meaningful savings. Uh, so it is around that time for Valentine's Day. So Pick up the appropriate uh, type of underwear for your romantic partner instead of something that's probably looks more like a G-string. Get them this and say it's because you really like their reproductive organs and you want them to last for a long time. I'm telling you, it's a romantic thing to do. So getlambs.com, use code Dave20. Yeah, this is this, I'm wearing the shirt right now. Like This is the stuff I actually do. And now you guys are saving money because you listen to the show. Arthur, thanks for offering that to people. And, and just thanks for making cool stuff. Like there's so much you know, stuff out there like Bluetooth toasters that just don't need to exist. <laughs> so making something that you didn't know if anyone would want to buy it, uh, something that has science behind it and something that is actually comfortable and wearable and looks, you know, normal. Uh, I appreciate that because frankly, I don't want to look like an astronaut when I'm traveling out and about and flying. And this is just normal clothing. It's just normal clothing that doesn't smell bad over time and blocks EMFs. So same thing I always did, which was dress, <laughs> but I got added benefits. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as you said, like there are a lot of stuff that shouldn't necessarily exist. There are also a lot of stuff that uh, do deserve to exist and that use EMF. And so um, our reason being with Lens is like, hey, we want to have this better living today. We, we want to have it all. Uh, and we also want the better health tomorrow. So um, that was the the reason, be, the, the mission why we started the company. And uh, and so far, it's been a, it's been a blessing to be able to do this and to be able to do this with people like you, um, who's obviously a very strong inspiration in the field of like better living today and better health tomorrow. Awesome. Well, I will look forward to seeing you in person back when travel is, uh, is re-legitimized. Uh, and I'll probably be wearing a lamb's t-shirt and maybe some other stuff that you just aren't going to see. <laughs> Have an awesome day. <laughs> you too. Thanks Dave for having me. You guys remember that code? It's Dave20 on getlambs.com. Save yourself some money. And if you decide you don't want any sort of EMF protection in your underwear, at least put your phone on airplane mode sometimes. Turn off your Wi-Fi. Do the basic stuff. Perfection not required. Fear not required. Um, this is one of those biohacks I've talked about for 10 years. The science is very real. 30,000 papers eh, might be worth paying attention to. Have a beautiful day. And I look forward to the next episode of our sexual wellness series. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. 
opinions of guests are their own and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.